the Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 5, Episode 18, The Lost Amadeus. The original air date for this episode was March 19th, 1990. It was directed by Michael Caffey and written by Paul B. Margolis. Uh, Why don't we describe this episode in brief? Um, in this episode, MacGyver teams up with a strange young woman. Yep. Uh, and uh, they both work together to help recover a, uh, a priceless violin. I'm actually surprised that this is Michael Caffey directing mm-hmm. because this is the weirdest episode. Everything about this episode ever. is weird. Yeah. Like, All the directing is so strange. The, the writing is insane. The, the, the focus is really soft. Um, there, there's a lot it of. It feels like a French New Wave film. Yeah. It just happens to be a MacGyver episode. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of visually different things about this episode. But it also feels so surreal. Like it's like there's a very serious thing going on. Let's go to a party. Yeah. Oh, it's a costume party, and we have to do this. And this the one character is just driven by nonsense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it starts out basically with uh, MacGyver. Looks like he's getting chased on a bicycle. By yeah, someone. yeah, but uh, not by much because. Good old Wilt just can't keep Barely up. Barely keeping up. Yep. We got Will Bozer back, and uh, he's he's out for a ride, I guess which was supposed to be maybe a leisurely ride, but yeah. still MacGyver just has the stamina that he doesn't. Right. And MacGyver basically finally pulls over in front of a post office that might be the same one that blew up and blow up, or blow out. Blow out, yeah. I'm not sure if it's the same one. But um, then Wilt comes pedaling up behind him just exhausted, mm-hmm. and he's like, I thought you said we were going for a spin, not the... Not the uh, Tour de France. Tour de France. Uh, yeah, and so Wilt says he's going to, I think he's going to head out for like, I think he said donuts or coffee or something like that. Yeah, he said, I want to get some, some health food in me. I'm going to get some donuts. <laughs> uh, so MacGyver, uh, I don't know why, I think, was MacGyver like mailing something or getting some mail from a post office box? It, it seems like he was there for a purpose, but that's when the a car comes racing around the corner and knocks him off the bike. Yeah, knocks him, clips the back tire, knocks him off, bends the tire. Yeah. And this woman just comes, like, screeches to a halt, and she's driving this, like, super nice Cadillac. Yeah. And just, it was a Cadillac, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she's just, like, tearing tearing up the tires everywhere she goes. And uh, she's, like, not even, she never, she never apologizes. Yeah. Um, she just immediately, like, says, oh, oh, oh gosh, let me give you a ride. Um, and throws his bike into into the trunk. Yeah, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, why don't we figure this out first? Yeah. We haven't even said anything to yeah, each other." I yet. probably need your insurance information. because yeah. I'm going to. I also sue probably you. don't need a ride from you to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, she introduces herself as Lulu. Yeah, everyone in this episode has crazy names too. Yeah, and uh, and she it's just like the cast of the friggin' what's that like Tiddlywink and Lulu and. Uh, the Teletubbies or something. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about Ickle Me, Pickle Me, Tickle Me too. No, no, no. <laughs> they went for a ride in a flying shoot. That's what I heard. Uh, <laughs> Shel Silverstein told me that. Um, and so, of course, MacGyver is like having a panic attack riding in the car with this person because right. she is just not paying attention. She's trying to describe how she's going to a party and she dives down to look for the, the party invitation. And she almost plows head on into a van coming the opposite yeah. direction. Tell MacGyver t- takes the wheel and yeah. skids out. <laughs> MacGyver, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah. MacGyver is my co-pilot. Uh, 
And uh, she keeps mentioning this man named Izzy, who's a musician. And she, of course, tosses one of his CDs out. And uh, that's when MacGyver sees that it's this very famous musician, Itzhak Zimmer. Right. In the MacGyver universe. Yeah. Like, he, he is aware of this man. Um, and she starts getting a little personal asking about, like, his relationship status. Yeah. And he says, how old are you? And this was, like, the first time we've gotten his age in a while. Yeah. He claims that he's 39 at this point. Right. Which I think is, if we were following logically from when he said he was, like, 30 or something earlier, that would be. The timelines yeah. don't really match up. Yeah. Right. But I think he actually is about 39 here, Richard right. Anderson is, or very close to there. Because I, I don't remember which one. They have the same birthday, but they're like a year apart in age mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, but before Lulu can drop MacGyver off at his place, she decides to take him on a couple of errands that she's running for Izzy. Yeah. First of which being to a pawn shop, which of course is closed. Yeah. Um, but it seems like everything is just improvised and random. Yeah. But yeah, she goes to this pawn shop and it's closed, but... She says that she knows the people that own it. Yeah. So she breaks into it. Oh, that's later. Oh, okay. That's later. Um, so with it closed, she decides to head back to Izzy's place first to let him know that it was closed. Right. She, they arrive at the house, and MacGyver is just saying, I'm going to walk from here. I'm not going to. I'm good. I'm, I'm not, done with this adventure. Yeah. Um, and so Lulu gives him an open mouth kiss before she heads into Izzy's mansion. Yeah. Um. And it's here that we see Izzy is being tortured by a man named Ginkgo and uh, Arnold Tubbs, who's playing his violins, like, really awkwardly. Yeah. And just, like, screeching the strings. And then when he doesn't like what he hears, he just smashes them on the table. Yeah. Uh, there it's lo- such a weird, bizarre scene that, like, it just feels like a scene from A Clockwork Orange or something. Yeah, because yeah, he's being tortured, but he's not really being tortured. Yeah, it's, just, just, vi- it's just bad violin music. He's yeah. not being tortured any worse than we as the viewer are. Yeah. Um, and that, that's when Lulu comes in and uh, uh, Tubbs kind of grabs her. Um, and as Mac is trying to leave, he, he I can't remember how he finds the invitation. If it was like stuck to his clothes or something. Yeah. So uh, Lulu's taken hostage, and um, uh, MacGyver happens to find the invitation. And against his better judgment, he decides to head back to the house yeah. to uh, to give it to her. Yeah. And but of course, the moment he comes in, he starts hearing a uh, kind of muffled noises and and struggle. And as he approaches, like he's calling out her name, which gives the men time to get into position. And as soon as he sees like. Lulu, Izzy, and Ginkgo, he starts moving forward and Tubbs comes in, or no, actually, I think it's Ginkgo, who gives him the El Cabong to the yeah, back yeah. of the head with the violin. And he doesn't even knock him out. He just kind of knocks him over yeah. and he's hurt. Um, but the guy playing Ginkgo here is um, Dennis Simpson, who uh, the, the role that I recognize him the most from was he was the hermaphrodite waitress in the Freak Show episode of The X-Files. Oh, I, I remembered him from something else, but I didn't write it down. Darn it. Oh well. Um but yeah, like he's he's definitely he's definitely in stuff. Yeah. Um and uh so basically they want this lost Amadeus. They, this Amadeus that's a discord to it as the Amadeus. Right. Uh and uh Lulu says she has it and that she will bring it to a public place. And so she says, What better place than the party invitation that MacGyver still has in his hand? And she goes, oh, brilliant thinking, honey. She, call- she also calls MacGyver her husband. Right. 
Um, and, uh, and says, we'll bring it to you at this party. It's a costume party. So, so bring a costume. So bring a costume. Which, again, they, they, they certainly give it their all for these costumes. I have to admit it. Yeah. Well, that's the, what's so weird about this episode to me is that it's like, on a whim, they're like, let's go to a costume party. Well, now it's very important that we get Into costumes character. that fit the theme of the party. Uh, so Lulu's about to head out on her own, but Mac talks her down and says that she's coming along. And this is when they head over to the pawn shop. Right. And... Uh, the, which is weird that there's MacGyver says they're still closed, but there's an emergency phone number. Yeah. Why would there be an emergency phone number at a like, pawn If my shop? place is on fire, can you please call me? Oh, I guess that 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 makes sense. But it's like you wouldn't call him; you would call the fire department. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever seen a business saying like, "Hey, if we're on fire." Yeah. Here's here's the number. Uh, or I've seen phone numbers on businesses, but never referred to as an emergency number. Yeah, that seems weird. Um, usually the phone number would be the phone number of the business that you're looking at, and it, maybe because they they have a higher incidence of burglary, that it's like mm. if there's an emergency happening that. But it's still just nine one one. It's the number to call. Yeah, and I guess maybe for the police, like the police get there, they say, "Oh, here's the number for this guy." Yeah, I don't know. It it seemed weird. It was just an excuse for MacGyver to walk away. Yeah, and of course Lulu's trying to convince him not to go. Uh, but he's like, no, Lulu, you stay here. I'm going to go call. Um, so, and then suddenly an alarm goes off. Yeah, but MacGyver can't hear it because there's a guy obnoxiously playing a boombox while, yeah. he's, while he's at the phone. Yeah. I don't even know if he completes the call because um, he puts money in and he dials, but I think he gives up and, and to go talk to the guy who's playing the radio, Yeah. and that's when he hears the alarm bell ringing. Um, and uh, so he runs back over to Lulu, who has broken into the pawn shop he's like i'm pretty sure that's illegal and she's like no 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 we know these people yeah she was trying to tell him that i we know the people it's like izzy's cousin who runs the shop yeah um and and she comes running out with a golf bag and and they run and they basically they hop into her car and they get a getaway just as the police arrive right and he's like oh wait we forgot to close the door and she's like oh the police will take care of that yeah and they they come screeching around but they don't see the car that she and MacGyver are in, or else they would have continued their pursuit. Pursuit so of just them. pulled over right yeah. there. This is like your classic thing. If we just drive away from the scene of a crime, they'll just think we're another car. Yeah. But does that ever work? I don't know. It, it seems like be. they actually made completed their right turn before. Yeah. There. So the, I don't think the police even saw them. Um, I have to say, at this point, I thought I was going to really hate this character of Lulu, but I'm really coming to like her a lot. <laughs> I don't know. She's maybe a little too wacky for me. Um. And so the next scene is them giving an impromptu concert in an alleyway because as they search the golf bag, they find a violin case and inside is a Stradivarius violin with a certificate of authenticity um, from hundreds of years ago. But for some reason, nobody knew that this was worth anything, even though it came with a certificate of authenticity. Yeah, exactly. I guess the the guy who owned the pawn shop, who's his cousin, uh, never looked at it. Yeah. There's a lot going on here in the sense that, okay, this guy's your cousin who owns a crappy pawn shop. So clearly you're not giving him any money or helping him out. Yeah. So why is he helping you out with millions of to dollars? To tell you that the million-dollar instrument is in the window. Yeah. Um, but I, they must work out some kind of deal. Um, and she also decides to play that violin, which is like, 
No. Yeah, don't no, do that. No, you don't touch this thing with your skin. Well, as long as has... Ginkgo doesn't play it, it's probably fine. Yeah, but still, your fingers have oils, and it's like, no, this needs to be like right. put in an airtight room. It belongs in a museum. Totally. And are those hundreds-year-old strings, or are those new strings? Yeah. Who stringed it? How, how long ago were those cats killed for those <laughs> strings? For that cat gut? Yeah. She starts playing it, and immediately it's like, ping, 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 ping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot these strings are 400 years old. <laughs> That's my bad. Um, but, of course, she attracts the attention of uh, homeless and passersby, I right. refer to them as. Um, and they all kind of, like, give her an applause and then immediately disperse. Yeah. And because uh, she's been getting lessons from Izzy. That, that's that's how they met. Yeah. And uh, she... MacGyver says, I had no idea you could play like that. And she says, I didn't either. She brings out the best in him. Her. She bring, He brings out the best in her, is what I meant. Yes. And that's what I said. Uh, so now they're off to the costume party. Um, she is just dressed as kind of like a 20s flapper, and he's dressed as like a Capone-esque yeah. kind of character. But with no guns. Yeah. Um, Mac asked how she learned about the party, and she said she found the invitation at an automated teller machine. Right. This is very similar to yesterday's newspaper. Yes. Like, you don't say automated teller machine. No one says automated teller machine ever. Yeah, but at least she didn't use the redundancy of ATM machine. Yeah, that's true. Automated teller machine machine. Uh, I mean, those have been around for a while, right? Yeah. This, was, this wasn't like a new invention of the 90s. It's like, oh, they have an automated teller machine now. Uh as opposed to the teller machine that wasn't automated. It was manual. You had to pull the handle. I don't know. Have you heard of RAS syndrome? No. It has a Wikipedia page. It stands for Redundant Acronym Syndrome Syndrome. <laughs> that is terrific. So if that Wikipedia page still exists, then I will put it as the Mac fact. There was, I'm trying to remember what it was. There was one previously that I was like, oh, there's a Wikipedia page for that. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it was... Um, it was... The Wikipedia page for when you hit something to fix it. Um, I forget what it was called originally. It has like a, a term. Yeah, there was a name for um, percussive maintenance. Ah. When you hit something to fix I've, it. I've heard that though. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard that but before. But they, they got rid of the Wikipedia page and they changed it to a Wiktionary page because it's more of a word than a thing. Yeah. So. I'm surprised. If, if redundant acronym syndrome syndrome is no longer a Wikipedia Maybe, maybe page. an urban dictionary. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a look. Um, so they arrive at the party and I have to say, I feel like the production skimped on getting people to appear at the party Yeah, because it's a very large room with very few people. It's probably the Derby. It's the same Derby room. Uh, this room looks bigger. Oh, oh, you mean like the, the, the room where the crime took place? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause like the restaurant was small. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but it, there, the, they really needed just more bodies. Like, get your family it was in there. pretty sparse, yeah. Um, I know costuming was an issue, but if you're just wearing a tux, no one's going to question it. Yeah. Um, you but, found enough people to dress up as Amish people for your Outsiders episode. Yeah. A believable amount. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, this room, so this room felt very empty. Um, uh, but as they're kind of, like, sitting around, uh, which is great. There's a great moment here. Like, Lulu gives him a, a glass full of liquid, and he says, I don't drink. I don't drink, and she's like, it's not alcohol. And she's, and, but she says, neither do I. It's 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 cider. Yeah. I was like, uh oh, I think they're building her up to be to be something. Yeah. 
Um, because she also has. I'm not gonna joke. This this character would get very old very quick for me if they did a second episode with this character. I'd I be think like, so okay. too. But I like what they were doing, and I really I really have a fun time with this character because she thinks on her feet like MacGyver does. Yeah, um, but it's but it's. But she's also not very truthful to MacGyver, which bothers me. Yeah. Um, so while MacGyver sneaks away to go get her some more drinks, she replaces the violin with another one. Honestly, it feels like a Finding Nemo, Finding Dory situation where Marlin is MacGyver. Yeah. And it's like, as much as the moral of the story is you need to start trusting people and just like go with the flow, it's, you still watch it and you're going, why are you following Dory around? Yeah. This is a terrible idea. And that's how I felt about him following this girl around. It's like, this girl is just lucking her way into nonsense mm-hmm. over and over again. She, You've saved her life four times today. Yeah. It's like, as much as she's a free spirit, it's like, it's not like things would just turn out okay if she were, if she had her own way. Like, no, she would have died in a head-on collision earlier. Uh, she switches the Amadeus for one of the band players' violins, right. which luckily I guess he didn't need the rest of the show. Um, or he did, and he just started playing the new one. Um, and uh, but she doesn't tell MacGyver that she switched him, right? Um, which is that bothered me immediately. Are yeah. you gonna tell him that you switched him? Uh, and so they have like a nice little dance as uh, Tubbs and Ginko arrive. It and doesn't bother MacGyver though that she switched him. So well, much. it doesn't later, but I think I wish she would have told him. Yeah. Maybe so, she doesn't know who she can trust right now. So Tubbs and Ginko arrive dressed as uh, as uh, Keystone Cops yeah. kind of thing, uh, and uh, they start making out like they're trying to arrest. Capone, we're here. We're, we're here, here to, to arrest get you. you. So they pull real guns on them, and everyone's like, "Oh!" <laughs> and they cute. bust the wall in. Well, yeah. They first they 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 try to they put real cuffs on them. On, yeah. They cuff MacGyver to Lulu, and uh, but Mac is able to get like a quick punch in. I don't even really know how. Uh, oh, this is when they when they see that the violin is fake. Yeah. Uh, MacGyver like gets a quick punch in, and he and Lulu run and hide in this utility room. So Ginko and Tubbs are like going, "We're gonna get you, Capone!" And they keep looking back over their shoulders to make people make sure people are buying it. It's like you're surrounded. Slam into the door. You're never gonna get away with this. You're gonna get the chair. And everybody at the dance floor is just cracking up about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and they're laughing like they've just been sprayed with Joker's gas. Yeah. Like everything these guys say are it's the hilarious. funniest thing they've ever heard. Yeah. Um, and so Lulu and MacGyver uh, hide in a ventilation shaft as they break in. And while they're in there, a rat starts climbing around, and MacGyver has to grab Lulu's mouth to keep Prevent her from, her from screaming. screaming. Yeah. And then the rat jumps onto her, but she still manages to shriek through his hands. Yeah. Uh, but then, man, Mac- MacGyver grabs the rat and then puts it out in front of the vent. So when Ginko comes over to, to look at the sound, he says, ah, oh, it's just some rat. Oh, it's just a rat screaming with a woman's voice. <laughs> As they do. Screaming rats with a woman's voice. <laughs> uh, so they, Ginko and Tubbs decide to uh, split up. And uh, Tubbs is going to wait around at the party. Ginko, Tubbs, Izzy, and Lulu. Yep. These <laughs> are the names. Totally a Teletubbies episode. Um, so Mac and Lulu's only chance is to continue to climb through the air ducts um, until they end up in the abandoned kind of like kind of lobby area of some kind of mall or professional building. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of my experience. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Pacific Design Center? 
I don't know if I am. Um, it's in L.A. It's on Melrose. It's it's a gigantic mall, but it's only for design professionals and guests of said design professionals. Oh, interesting. So picture going to a mall with all like these crazy stores with different kinds of fabrics and furniture and stuff, but it's completely empty with the exception of like one or two employees in each store. So it's store. kind of like the fabric district in downtown LA? Kind of, yeah. But it's all in inside. It's all indoors. It's like four stories tall. It's completely empty. I felt like I was in a zombie apocalypse. You went with someone that was a design professional? No. Um, I had to return some swatches for Pytown from one of the design episodes. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and so I, I told security, it's like, yeah, I'm here to return all these samples. And they're like, oh, yeah, I just go on in. And I was like totally lost because this yeah. place is enormous. That's crazy. Um, and there's no one around to ask for help. Yeah. Like, there's no directories or anything like that. So I'm, like, trying to look at the samples and determine where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. I wandered into some office areas that were completely shut down for the day. Yeah. And so I'm just – it's big open floors full of computers, and I'm just free reign to the yeah, whole building. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, take whatever I want here. Yeah. It was, like – it was really – it was kind of creepy. Yeah. It creeped me out a little bit. Um, and uh, – so this whole this whole section reminded me of that it's, it's this big open mall after hours, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they're immediately uh, uh, questioned by security. Oh no, sorry. Um, MacGyver's trying to pick the lock, and he can't get the lock picked on the handcuffs. And Lulu starts saying, while well, while they're standing next to a gigantic fountain of water streaming, she's all, um, "Well, if you could get it done soon, that'd be great because I really have to go to the bathroom." Yeah. Um, and this is when security confronts them as they're on their way to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where you can tell easier that this is the convention center again. Yeah. That they used for runners and they used for lost love and they used for a dozen other episodes. Yeah. All the escalators Ma and Dalton. stuff. Um, you know, so of course he asks for ID and he, you know, MacGyver gives him his ID and Lulu sidles up next to the security guard as if like, as, as part of handing her his ID, you know, her ID. Yeah. And when she comes before she, uh, you know, the security guard asks how they got in there and MacGyver says, Oh, it's wide open down there. Yeah. And he starts yelling at like the security guard goes, gosh, darn new guy. How many yeah. times have I told him? Get that guy. <laughs> anyway, you're looking for the, this party and it's yeah. right around the corner. Yeah. Um, so as he goes, Lulu grabs MacGyver's, uh, ID from him because yeah. she wanted to get get his first name because again she's only known him as MacGyver. Right. And so she does a like a double take and stops and goes, "That's your first name? I think I'm just gonna stick to calling you MacGyver." Yeah. Um. So that's like a big moment for the show. This is the second person to ever know his last name that's still alive. Yeah. I mean, maybe Harry knows it. Oh, that's Harry, about it. Harry has to know it. I don't know. We don't know that for sure. But he always calls him Bud. Bud. Uh. Wise. <laughs> uh, which is funny because, like, in a couple episodes, we're going to get Harry back. Yeah. Um, barely. Did you watch that one already? <laughs> no, not yet. I mean, oh, okay. I, I know the episode by heart pretty yeah. much because that's one I watched a lot. Uh, and uh, But Lulu's also, like, happy to show her MacGyver that she snagged the handcuff keys. Yeah. Because all handcuff keys are the same. I don't know if you know that. They're not all the same. No, they're, they're all the same. they're mostly the same. All the same. They actually are largely the same. Most police handcuff keys are the same. That's why they started using zip ties. Because <laughs> all you have to do is carry around handcuff keys. Yep. Like Maud and Harold Maud just carries around every car key that she ever finds and just manages to work in some of the cars. Yeah. 
That happened to my grandparents, you know. Um, they, Someone found their key and stole their car? No. Um, they were coming they out of – They stole a car. They stole a car. Really? They, I was they, joking. They, they came out of the grocery store, went down the, the, the aisle, found the same make and model of their car, assuming it was theirs, got in. Their key started the car. Really? They drove all the way home before they started looking around the car and going, I don't think that this is our car. Because <laughs> my grandfather keeps his cars super tidy. There's nothing yeah. in There's no identifying marks inside the car. Wow. So then I assume that the people whose car they took, that their key would have started your grandparents' car. Correct. And so they probably figured out what happened. Yeah. Um, and and so, so they were waiting by your grandparents' car when your grandparents got correct. there. Correct. My, my grandparents, like, they dropped off my grandmother. And he took the car back to the parking – to the grocery store where the people were waiting yeah, with yeah, his yeah. car. And he goes, I don't know how this happened, but my key started your car. work for both cars. Yeah. And the other people didn't care. It was yeah, like, no, it was just a funny misunderstanding. Yeah, that's crazy. But but I always thought about when – when he told me that story, I immediately thought about Harold and Maude. Yeah. That she carries around the ring of keys because yeah. you never know what key is going to work and what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, so that's a real thing. It's interesting. Did, it's, um, it's probably different now with laser cut keys and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's funny. What kind of car was it? Um, it was in like it was an old. Uh, I want to say it was a Ford. Um, it's a pretty nineteen eighties. <laughs> yeah, like he kept it. He had that car for a while. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, again, kept him in immaculate condition, so yeah. he ran forever. Uh, so uh, Lulu has the handcuff key, and they manage to get the cuffs off. But uh, Mac is curious to know how the goons found out about. The Amadeus. Like, right. How'd they know to go to Izzy? How do you know that there was an Amadeus in play? Yeah. And so uh, Lulu mentions that she in, uh, has Izzy send all the violins through uh, a special company that imports only musical instruments. Right. Because they take extra care. They have special yeah. packaging. And she has a business card for the guy. Yeah. Um, so when they head down there, the shift manager uh, says that that crate was damaged on arrival um, and that... Ginkgo, he's still using his real name for his company, yeah. was the one who found it. Um, and that, that there was another person here earlier who wanted any information about it w- yeah. if, if, if it were to be found. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, that leads them to Tubbs, who now leads them to their next location. Right. And the, and the shift manager is just like, look, I don't care. I don't investigate stuff. Yeah. You want to call him? Go ahead. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Here's uh, this information. Um, so now they head to Tubbs Place, which is happens to be a violin repair shop. Repair shop. Uh, and so Lulu gets immediately ready to smash open the front window. Yeah. Um, but Max says maybe there's a more discreet way to yeah. get in here, and uh, they climb up through the fire escape. But unfortunately, there was a trap. Yeah. Like I don't know how they thought it was a trap, but they figured that Tubbs must have figured they would eventually come here. See, this is a situation where her way would have been the correct way to go. Yeah. Also, calling the police probably would have been the yeah, better way. Yeah, not a terrible idea. But uh, the police are already here. Ah, oh, that's true. Oh, oh no. Uh, Sting is there. He's, nope. He was in the no. police. No. <laughs> nope. So, so MacGyver... Nope. <laughs> so MacGyver's tied up with Izzy, and Lulu says that she'll take them to the violin... Uh, uh, so it's funny. She hasn't revealed to him until now that she, she made switched the switch. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Izzy is actually talking how about how great Lulu is. 
Yeah. Um, and so that she she would have figured a way of, for us to get out of this situation because she thinks on her feet. Yeah. Um, so MacGyver notices that the fire extinguishing system is actually CO2 uh, because if there's a fire – you don't want to destroy everything. Correct. Water would destroy everything. Yeah. It's the same as a lot of office buildings have CO2, so they, yeah. they, they don't destroy the computers. No, or like Halon and stuff like that. Was it CO2 at Pytone? I think it was. Um, I'm not sure. They didn't have like masks, oxygen, oxygen masks around. Yeah, they didn't really care about their employees, but they don't want to wreck the computers. Yeah. <laughs> the computers are great. Get these bodies out of here and we can start yeah. business back up. Yeah. How long is it going to take you to replace everybody? So uh, MacGyver thinks that setting off the fire alarm, he tells Izzy, when the alarm goes off, hold your breath. So he kicks a – for some reason, there's a hurricane lamp. Yeah. In like, you know, I call them hurricane lamps. I don't know what they're actually called. They're kerosene wick lamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he just drops it into a trash can and immediately starts a fire. So when the CO2 goes off, it suppresses the fire, and then Ginkgo runs in to see what's going on and immediately starts gasping. Yeah. Because he's being suffocated. Uh, MacGyver manages to flip on a jigsaw and uh, free himself and Izzy. So they run out of the room to get like a fresh gulp of air. Yeah. And that's when MacGyver heads back in to rescue Ginko. Yeah. He's presumably dead at this point. Yeah. He's been – at least he has brain oxygen damage. deprivation brain yeah. damage. Um, so he, uh, he tells uh, – he says he's going after Lulu and – Izzy says, well, I'll call the police. You go after her. Uh, so now we're back at the party, uh, and it's, you know, it's emptied out of people except for the band who's still cleaning up, and the guy is playing the frickin' violin again. Yeah. Uh, you need to not play that thing. Uh, uh, MacGyver arrives uh, as the uh, Lulu tries to get the violin from the guy, and Tubbs, this is where the note comes in, it's such a weird line reading from Tubbs uh, that he's going to call Ginko to have Izzy killed. And, and he says, get the violin. And he goes, you want me to make that call? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? what was that line? What did he do? He's turning into a 20s character. Yeah. It, it, it seemed like it was recorded after they finished rapping and they go, That's oh, wait, too. we need to get that line. We didn't get that line. So just real quick, real quick. Want me to make that call? But without his lips moving at all? No, it was just like, it was just with no character. Yeah. Like he didn't remember what he was doing at the time of the shooting. Yeah. And just quick, act like a police officer and say, do you want me to make that call? Do um, you want me to make that call? Yeah. I kept rewinding it, listening to it again, because it was just so odd. Yeah. Um, but this is, at this point, MacGyver just leaps down uh, from, just from the balcony. Again. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Tubbs just starts shooting. <laughs> uh, uh, Lulu tries, Lulu jumps onto Tubbs and starts trying to She gets the gun away him. from him. Yeah. And then she, she, uh, gets thrown off him onto a table and then onto the floor. It's a pretty harsh move. Yeah. Um, but MacGyver sabotages the elevator, uh, so that they can't ride it back up. Yeah. He's an expert at that at this point. Yeah. Just, just smash it. Smashy, smashy. Uh, so Tubbs starts climbing this fountain that seems like it wasn't part of the original design of this room yeah uh and then to distract him lulu goes into this long thing i know why you're doing this tubs this it's, is such a weird line it's because of your mother she was a lunch lady <laughs> 
and every, everyone made fun of you for her being a lunch lady. And that's why you're holding the violin like that. Look how you want to strangle your mother. And, and he buys into it. Yeah, he looks, it's such a weird finish for this. And so she just bites his leg. And, and he, he goes, freaks out and freaks drops out, it. throws the violin. And MacGyver has to dive and catch it. And but he I doesn't, and it just splinters, it splinters to pieces into on the pieces. floor. No, that didn't happen. Uh, I'm assuming Tubbs died from the fall. Yeah, definitely. Because he fell off a fountain. Probably or from his... embarrassment because his mom served Sloppy Joe's to all his yeah. friends. Sloppy Joe's. I made him extra sloppy for you. <laughs> Stop it, lady. You're, You're scaring. scaring us. <laughs> uh, you know, and that, that's... I, I have in my notes that there's no Act 5. Um... I, I don't because like I watched, maybe there was supposed to be in there. Well, um, because this is the one of the ones I watched on the side website when I couldn't get Netflix to work. Yeah. So I don't know how much was edited. Um, I don't know if there was an Act Five roundup. I actually, what you tell me, what, what what happens at the after he catches the violin? I thought that was the end of it. That was the end because I don't think that there is an Act now Five. Now I want to double check. I think that is the end though. For those listening, there was an issue where MacGyver was supposed to be taken off of Netflix on the first. Right, uh, the first of July, and then for whatever reason, it stayed. And up. and I tried to, like, I tried to get on just to verify that it was off, and it was definitely off Netflix for a day or something. For a day, so I was watching uh, through another website that had it pre-recorded from television. Uh, uh, so uh, I feel like it may have been edited for content. Oh, there is an Act Five. The power of love. The music in this episode is very weird, too. Oh, yeah, we close it up with Wilt. That's right. Oh, yeah, he hooks up Wilt with the girl. What's her say, car say? Is it driving school? Is she a driving school instructor? Abbott driving school. Oh, she's getting lessons. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the end. All right, so we just watched. I just watched the end because I hadn't gotten to see it, so yeah. I didn't know it existed. Um, I just got to watch the end of the episode. They bookend it with they come back to the Wilt riding a bicycle story. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's really winter, like yeah, because when they were riding, it was like a bright summery day, and yeah. now it's it's snow. Uh, but maybe it's supposed to be like a distance. Well, I know they were shooting around a snowy time because there's a lot of snow in the background of Serenity and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe this is supposed to be like some time later. Yeah, like maybe. He says, "Oh, you're looking good." Like, because Wilt's obviously been training. Yeah, he says Wilt says that he's been he's been working out. He's and and he feels a lot better now. He hates to admit it, but he feels like a million bucks. Yeah. And then Lulu rolls up, and it, she's taking driver's ed. It looks like. Yeah, because she she is getting the lessons. For yeah, driving. there's somebody in the passenger seat. Yeah. So she, I don't think she's training someone how to drive from the passenger seat. Although that would have been funnier. Yeah. If if she teaches, that's what, what like, her actual job is. All right, now is. we're gonna get out, and you're gonna show me how to how you parallel park. And some kid that shouldn't be getting lessons from her gets out of the car. Yeah. But um, uh, right before she pulls up, Wilt says, "If you meet any babes who are into a healthy guy, you can send mm-hmm. them my way." And then she pulls up, and he's like, "Hey, Lulu, I'd like you to meet Wilt." Yeah. And they immediately hit it off. Yeah. Um, boy, I'm, I'm really going to have to rewatch uh, a couple more episodes too then on Netflix and just check them out for spot checks. Because yeah, make sure there's no I, – I think probably you're only going to see stuff at the very end of the episodes yeah. getting cut. Because the cut fifth act time. is always the completely – like the sacrificial – Lamb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, this isn't really necessary. 
the story was covered before, but this was just extra coverage. So yeah, I, I would guess that the fifth act is the only thing that's going to get cut off on those other posts. But yeah, this is a weird episode. It's a weird episode, but I, I like Lulu. I like her energy. I like that she's not a she's not like Nikki Carpenter. No, that's she's true. more like Penny, um, in a sense, like because she's more like she's like a confident Penny, where yeah. Penny is is like second guesses everything she does, and mm-hmm. she's worried about what people think about her. Lulu is like just doesn't yeah. care. But Penny, we've also seen Penny in action, like in Every Time She Smiles, when she intentionally confronts uh, uh, Kai Wolf's character yeah. and switches the jewels on MacGyver. Or she uh, thinks ahead enough to snatch the keys to his car off of the desk before right, they leave right. the burning building. Uh, but uh, Lulu kind of reminds me of that. But again, she's much more energetic and more in your face. She also seems like she would never be in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Like, like I said... It's, the flow of the episode is very weird. Yeah. When it first starts, I'm all, oh, I'm going to hate this character. Yeah. I have to watch a whole episode with her. But then I just... I think maybe in this one bite-sized piece, she's tolerable. But yeah. if they'd have even come back to her one more time, I would have been like, not another one of these loopy episodes. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. And, and it's such a weird motivation. Like, this guy showing his face to everybody, like Tubbs and Ginko, like, how did they think that they were going to get away with it? Because while I admit that he might be willing to steal to get this money. I don't feel like they establish him as well as like a guy who's intent to murder. Yeah. Like thief. Okay. But murdering thief is, is a line that it's, it's difficult yeah. to cross. And and I think eighties television makes the mistake of like conflating the two. Yeah. And it's like, just because someone's willing to break into a place doesn't mean they're willing to like kill a witness. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was pretty extreme. Yeah. And, and obviously the, the violin is worth a lot of money, but I don't think it's worth as much as you might think. Like, it's not that pile of gold bars in Gold Rush. Yeah. Um, it's just a very fa- – it's, it's only going to be very – it's only going to be very valuable to very specific people. Yeah. It's one of those kinds of things that you have to fence. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise it would probably go to, like, Austria to a museum. Yeah. He was Austrian, right? That's right. Yeah. Sure. I think he was Austrian. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. I liked her. I liked her. Yeah. I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 5, Episode 19, Hearts of Steel. So enjoy that one. Yep. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.